You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday. July 7th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me Friday afternoon to get in on the action. Spotify Greenroom is great. Join me then. This is Nash Walker, Red Art Twins Daily, lifelong Twins fan, bringing you five days a week coverage on the Minnesota Twins. I apologize. A little bit of a late episode here today. Uh, watching Sox Twins. This one took a little bit. Carlos Rodon was working slow. Twins were pitching in the rain. Sox were pitching in the rain. But we're going to recap both games. First two games of the series as the Twins go for the series win tomorrow with Michael Pineda on the mound against Lance Lynn in the finale. Let's start in game one. You know, I thought uh, Bailey Ober was really, really good. I thought Ober uh, adjusted. I mean, this is what you look for, and this is kind of what I'm going to stress here. Not only in the next couple weeks, next couple months, even the next years, is you look for these adjustments from young players, and, and they will adjust and show you that they can adjust. And that's where you find your excitement. Bailey Ober facing the White Sox the first two times gets destroyed. Once at home, a little bit less, but then got really crushed at guaranteed right field. Made an adjustment, learned from those outings, and pitched much, much better the third time around against these White Sox. A good lineup, and this lineup is really depleted right now. But last night, they have Moncada, they have Grandal, they have Anderson, they have Abreu, they have tough outs. I thought Ober did a really, really nice job. Uh, what's encouraging about him, too, is not just the adjustments that he makes, you know, the uh, the fastball up and in, uh, adjusting to that, but the fastball velocity, the 92, 93, 94 instead of 89, 90, makes such a huge difference. When you add in his extension, it really does make a big difference. And then you add in the ability for him to pitch at the top of the zone, to get whiffs at the top of the zone, and to get swings and misses up and in to righties and lefties. It really makes it a, a great pitch. You know, it makes it a really effective pitch, and he throws it a ton. He'll throw in that slider. He can spot it up. He'll mix in a changeup. I think he does tire into his outings a little bit in third time through the order, certainly. But I think Bailey Ober was great last night. First major league win. I mean, he's the he's the headliner there. Twins almost blew it. I mean, they uh, they came very close. They had a six one lead in this game. Nick Gordon, just great. I mean, a triple to drive in. I think he drove in two runs with a triple to really bust this game open. I think it was a two-out hit as well. Just great stuff from Nick Gordon. It's fun to see him. And then there was another adjustment in that at-bat too. Last night, Dylan sees pumping his knuckle curve, which is a nasty pitch, to these young guys, to Larnick, to Kirilov, to Gordon. Those guys made adjustments, and Gordon made an adjustment in that bat. Trevor Larnick made an adjustment on his RBI single earlier in the game when Cease pumped him like eight straight curveballs. They made those adjustments against Cease last night, and then it gave them an opportunity to get to him a little bit. Max Kepler has two home runs. We've been talking a lot about Max and his struggles. He has a double tonight against Rodon. The thing, like we talk about Max, and we talked about him on Monday, the thing is, like, you know he's a flawed hitter. Hasn't been able to hit left-handed pitching outside of one year and really hasn't been able to consistently been a, been a, a league average hitter outside of one year. Uh, great defender in right field. Doesn't look healthy out there. Certainly didn't look healthy in game one of this series uh, out in right field, scampering a little bit. I think his hamstring might still be bothering him or, or maybe something else, but uh, clearly not 100% there in right field. But it was great to see him get two home runs. I mean, it's just it's awesome to see. There's nothing better. I'll always be a, a proponent, I think, because I'm a left-handed swinger, but also because I love watching Kepler and, and you know Joey Gallo and all these guys. The left-handed homers, and especially from guys like Kepler, is so fun to watch. It's just really fun. Those swings are great. 
And when they make contact, when Kepler makes contact, when he hits a homer at target field, there's really nothing like it. Like it's, it's a special thing. And I think that's part of why twins fans have a lot of twins fans have fallen in love with Max Kepler as, as a baseball player. And, uh, I think the, the ability to, when he gets into balls, really drive it to right field at target field has been, it's been fun to watch. And when he gets into him, very, very few as fun to watch as Max Kepler when he's hot. And he kind of offensively took control last night. But they got some big hits. I mean, they got some big outs. Taylor Rogers was fantastic again. This bullpen, I think people forget the the bullpen reminds me. The bullpen's really bad. It's a lot worse than the first half of 2019. But it does give me vibes of when the Twins had Ryan Harper, Blake Parker, you know, before Tyler Duffy had broken out in the second half of 2019 when Taylor Rogers was their only option. Only really good high leverage option. Like all those guys around him got DFA'd. It turned into a Romo. Rogers Duffy high leverage in the back. Zach Latell emerges. They have some other guys come through. They really had nothing, and they had to rely on Rogers so many times for two inning saves. And and what you've seen now is is them doing that again and getting huge outs from him. And he's been just as effective this year as he was in 2018. He's been just as effective this year, excuse me, as he was in 2019. Taylor Rogers has been great. And 2020 was a blip on the radar. We knew that was the case. You wanted to see it. Wanted to see proof of it. Here it is. Over halfway through. 2021 and he's uh he's doing a great job and, and his numbers are, are reflecting that he did a really nice job in the uh the win on monday night just a nice buttoned up win for the twins they added on insurance run something we haven't seen them do a whole lot this year they pitched well for the most part tyler duffy gave up that uh two-run triple to Moncada, and as i mentioned kepler had some trouble in right field in the corner but overall just a really tightly knit nice twins win in game one against the white Sox. let's talk about game two when we come back RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on, on there, how did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Twins come back in game two, looking to build on the momentum. It was was a weird vibe earlier in this game with the rain. You didn't know if they were going to play. It's kind of like a misty rain. Yasmati Grandal gets hurt in game one, and uh, it's announced that he's going to be out four to six weeks with a tendon tear in his knee, I believe is what it was, which is another knock to the White Sox. They're already without Nick Madrigal. They're already without Aloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. So that's another knock to them, to their everyday lineup. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, but it's just it was an interesting vibe early on. Jose Barrios on the hill for the Twins. Uh, the Twins in this game, I think, just it was just a, an ugly, sloppy game in the field and on the base pass. I mean, I think they gave away opportunities. I think you can look at this game, and I don't want to buy too much into one game on a rainy night. And Jose Barrios was amazing. I thought he pitched really, really well. Zach Collins got him for a two-run uh, single there in the first inning or the second inning, I think it was. And outside of that was just great tonight with 10 strikeouts and, and just dazzled. I mean, Jose Barrios, when he's on, he's amazing. He's he's really – he's a true number one when he has his stuff work. He has 
true number one stuff. He has true number one work ethic, and he has true number one talent. He just hasn't put it all together consistently, but he does flash it. And and to say that he doesn't have it within him, I think is, is short-sighted. I think he does have it within him. It's just, are you going to get it consistently is the question, not does he have the ability to do it. We see that he does, and this is not a good lineup. This lineup tonight for the Sox is, is really not good. Carlos Rodon was great for them, but they had an opportunity there to not give up the two runs early. I mean, they never came back from that. It was 2-1 late. Alex Kulaf had a really nice night. Twins bounced through a little bit there against Rodon, but Rodon's been great this year. When you're when you're going up against a guy like that, you have your ace on the mound. I mean, Jose's certainly been their ace this year. Um, you can't give away runs like that. You can't give away bases like that in a tight game, and the Twins did that. I mean, Miguel Sano gets caught up, gets thrown out. Andrelton Simmons makes an error. There's just there's not it's not it's not tight enough to win. You need to be tight in a game like that, and the Twins found a way to lose and what I've said all year about them is that they find these unique ways to lose they found ways to lose late in games where they blow games they found ways to lose with their offense going cold in the middle of games and they find ways to lose defensively uh and on the base pass I mean that was a new one tonight I think on the base pass but Andrelton Simmons I mean I've made myself very clear that I don't think that he's been an asset for the twins this year the numbers the outs above average numbers at shortstop are, are rosy but I think he's, yes, as people have said before, more good than great at shortstop and offensively has been abysmal for the Twins. And and just from a sheer uh, kind of, I don't know, not character, but but like uh, his demeanor, his demeanor is not where you'd like it to be. I mean, he makes these errors and it just seems like he's down and, and sometimes he just takes really poor at bats. And I just, I'm going to call a spade a spade. I, I have not watched Andrelton Simmons. I've not enjoyed watching Anderson Simmons this year for the Twins, and it makes it equally as frustrating that the Twins seem like all offseason had a chance to sign Marcus Semien, who's having a monstrous year for Toronto. as an all-star, has like 20 homers. He's been great for them playing second base, but he was a shortstop in Oakland, and the Twins, uh, you know, they were in on him till the very end, it seemed, and instead they end up with Anderson Simmons, who really hasn't hit a lick all year and, and defensively is not – he's not dazzled, I would say, as, as was advertised. I mean, we were advertised – as getting a, a league average bat and a great, great elite defender. And, and neither of those things have been true for Anderson Simmons, which is unfortunate, but there's more guys. Like that's when we talk about is Josh Donaldson, the most unlikable twin. I, you know, my buddies at twins daily our buddy at twins daily, writing that up the other night. It's like, there are multiple guys on this roster now who are the most unlikable twin, much less the most unlikable twin of all time for Donaldson. It's like, there's some unlikable figures on this club and guys that haven't really given it what you'd like to see this year. And I don't want to pick on anyone. It's been a group effort in this losing season. But Anderson Simmons, man, uh, haven't enjoyed it. I, I think uh, he might be one toward the trade deadline. And I'm excited to see go. Speaking of the trade deadline, unfortunately, I have begun my Thank You Nelson Cruz article for Twins Daily. It's, I think it's going to be nice. I think it's going to be a, a nice tribute to him. Hopefully, I won't have to whip it out. I think it's increasingly likely that I will. Nelson Cruz, I think mutually beneficial for Cruz to go to a contender and for the Twins to, to get something in return for him right now as he'll be a free agent this offseason. We're going to talk more, and I've said this, we're going to talk more about Donaldson, Cruz, Barrios, all of these guys, Buxton, their trade values, and what could come back in a trade. We're going to break those things down in the next couple episodes, the next couple weeks. So we'll do all those things specifically. But I think you see... There are, there are some really good individual performers performers on this team, and, and Cruz is certainly one of them. And I think Trevor Larnick and Alex Kirilov are, are two of them as well. I think Larnick and Kirilov 
seen more than enough myself this year. You look at the numbers. You look at uh, their ability to adjust, like I said with Larnick yesterday, with Kirloff just he's hitting much better recently. Kirloff goes to center field at, in Kansas City, huge home run to center, like, I don't know, 430 feet. Uh, just a blast. You see the, the production from these guys, and it's hard not to be excited about what they could bring to this Twins lineup in the future. And I, I honestly believe that that core of Luis Arise, Trevor Larnick, and Alex Kirloff, those three left-handed hitters, are, are what you build around here in this lineup, and I think that's a, a really nice building block for the future. Let's talk more about Jose Barrios, about this start tonight, um, just the sharpness and the excellence from him uh, in this start to bounce back from a tough one on the south side of Chicago. Let's talk about it after the break. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball are all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline's your online sportsbook experts. With Major League Baseball, there's action every single day. Use that promo code locked on. You'll get 50% off on your first deposit or 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Excuse me. Thank you, Bet Online, for sponsoring Locked On and for sponsoring Locked On Twins. Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert, the fastest and easiest way. Use promo code Locked On. So I talked a little bit about Jose and, and, uh, you know, when he puts it together, how good he really is. And Twins fans have seen that for years and seen the talent. And seeing the electricity that he has with that curveball and the two-seamer, just the way that he manipulates the baseball, is at an elite level. It is. And he's not an elite-level pitcher, but I think he's an elite-level talent with elite-level stuff and an elite ability to, like I said, manipulate the baseball. And I think you saw that tonight. When he's putting it all together, he's just so tough. He's really, really tough. And it's hard. Like This is a fork in the road for the Twins. I think more than anyone else on the team, more than Byron Buxton, certainly more than Josh Donaldson or Nelson Cruz, I think more so than Taylor Rogers or Tyler Duffy or anyone else, Max Kepler, Miguel Sano, uh, Jorge Polanco, anyone on the roster, this is the biggest fork, what you do at the deadline with Jose Barrios because I think that there will be teams, and I think there probably are teams right now lining up, excited at the opportunity to get Jose Barrios, and it's not just for this rest of this season, you know, he can start a playoff game for you, but also you get him for a full season next year. If there is a full season with the CBA talks, I'm optimistic about that. Maybe we can touch on that. No one wants to talk about it right now in the middle of the season, but I'm optimistic at least that I think uh, they'll, they'll get something done, but you get him for a full season as it stands right now in 2022. I mean, that's super valuable. And, and we talk about Brios and I think people, some people think he's better than he is. I think others think he's much worse than he is. I like to think that I have an even keel approach, and, and what I've said is I think he, when he is consistently putting it together, inning to inning, batter to batter, he's one of the best in the game. Consistency's been an issue for him month to month in seasons, and like I said, inning to inning, batter to batter, just the consistency, and even we saw some of that tonight in the first and second inning, just trying to work his way through and navigate through the lineup. I thought uh, he put it together beautifully. And this is just another one of those vintage Jose Barrios starts that you look back on and you say, wow, he was great. He was really, really great. Uh, great in Milwaukee uh, in the second game 
of the season. I was there as the best I've ever seen him pitch, certainly in person, and probably the best I've ever seen him pitch as a Minnesota Twin. And he's put together a couple of those performances this year. Barrios uh, is is making a case. I mean, he's building his value, and people I know are saying that on Twitter. But he has immense value. I think there's no question that Jose Barrios has immense value. I think the Twins obviously know that he has immense value. I think the Twins can see that, and I think they're going to evaluate that and and think about 2022 in in not a way of can not as much a way of like are we competing next year? I think that's the main question. Like, do we think we can compete in 2022? But more so, how much does this? How much more does this help us for the next five years than it does for one year? How much more if we get this prospect pool, this this package of prospects? And I've said throughout, like I will stick by my word that I don't think they're going to do it. That I do think that they'll keep Jose Barrios. But what if you get this package of prospects of controllable young starting pitching that is that is exciting or that's you know gone through the minors and and have they have good numbers and maybe like a, a shortstop a, a young shortstop with with great tools you know what package of prospects would make you feel convinced that you could be substantially not just a little bit not just a little if it's marginal you keep them if it's marginal you keep them you keep Barrios substantially better for the next five years than keeping Jose Brios would. And I'm I've said I'm of the opinion I think they should extend Jose Brios. I think they should build the rotation around Jose Brios. Do I think they'll do that? Do I think Jose will take an extension? No, I don't. I don't think that he'll take an extension at this point. I think he wants to test the open market. I think the fact that the twins are not good this year is a negative. The fact that the twins make errors behind him when he pitches is a negative. I don't think any of those things have helped this year. Do I I think he loves Minnesota. I do. I think he loves pitching for the twins. Um, and I think he would he would like to stay, but he's gonna get paid. You know, he wants to get paid what he's worth. He's worked his butt off to get where he is, and uh, he deserves to get paid for that. And he deserves to get paid at market value. And I think that's what he's shooting for. It's hard. It's hard for fans, and, and this is one of the hardest times of year when your team is clearly gonna be a seller, and you have these these players you've watched come up and excel and win for your team, and you're talking about you know, trading them and, and trading them for prospects you've never heard of, for players that you have no idea who they are. You really don't. I mean, hopefully for Burrios, it'd be like top 100, probably would be top 100 prospects that, that we've heard of. But for guys that you're not invested in, for for players that you have no attachment to, uh, traded to your team for someone who you've watched grow and develop and become a fan favorite is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to talk about, but you have to, and I have to, separate that and think about it from what's the best thing for this organization to try to win a world series in the next five years you know what's the best thing for them and it's you'd be hard pressed like if they get a good deal for jose barrios one that that they feel is substantially better than keeping him would be for the next five years of contention you do it you do it and if you feel like you have a reasonable chance which i don't believe that they do to extend jose barrios and you think that gives you a better chance to win over the next handful of years then you keep them and you don't do it. But it's it's I think it's the biggest call that they've had as a front office. I think it's the biggest call because there's a lot of fan morale riding on it. There's a lot of contention morale riding on it. And there's a lot of future value riding on the Jose Brios decision. And he's is he making it easier by pitching well or is he making it harder by pitching well? I think uh, that's for the Twins front office to decide and for other teams to decide as well. But this is I think this is the franchise-altering decision that they have. 
and they'll continue to collect offers. The word has been, as it should be, that it's they're asking for a ton, and that's what they should be for Jose Brios at this point on July 7th, uh, three weeks or so out from the trade deadline. They should be asking for a lot for Jose Brios. So hopefully they continue to uh, stand pat uh, and continue to ask for a lot because if you don't get a lot, don't trade them. I mean, just don't and try to contend in 2022 and, and commit to that. But if you get a good package, like I'm, I'm going to break it down, and I don't know if I'll agree with it based on who they get back. But uh, I feel like I'll understand the reasoning if, if they feel like the package is, is substantial. And, and that's coming from someone who loves Jose Brios and never wants to see him pitch for another team. He was great tonight. Twins lose. Series finale tomorrow. We'll have a post game. Uh, can't wait. Join me then. Follow me on Twitter at NashWalker9. Follow the show at LockedOnTwins. Go Twins. Hopefully they get a series win against the Sox. We'll take it. It'll be huge uh, just for beating the Sox. I mean, I said yesterday, you could lose 100 times a year. If you just beat the Sox in the season series, I'd be happy. I mean, that's not true, but it does feel better. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day, and go Twins.